Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste Happy Valentine's Day, Seaver fans! This is Angela Bowen, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. I hope everyone is having a great day so far. Or if not, then a good day. I just thought, you know, since it's Valentine's Day and there is a Valentine's-themed Growing Pains episode, I'm like, I'm gonna cover that one. So we're jumping way ahead to Season 5, Episode 18. Almost done with Season 5 at this point. It is entitled Mike, Kate, and Julie. This episode aired January 31st, 1990. In this episode, Mike turns to his ex-girlfriend, Julie, while out on a Valentine's Day date with Kate. That's not the only thing that happens in this episode, though. Uh, this episode is was rated 7.2 out of 10, based on 19 ratings. It was directed by John Tracy, writers Neil Marlins, and David Kendall was the writer of this episode. Oh, we got some connections. Title referenced, Samson and Delilah. Title referenced, An Officer and a Gentleman. Title referenced, A Room with a View. Mike and Julie's Wedding, Season 5, Episode 2. Scenes are used during Mike's flashback sequence. So I'm going to read from this Instagram post I posted about this episode. Next week, actually, it's today. On a special Valentine's Day episode of Growing Pains, Everyone's got a special night planned, but not all go as expected. Ben and his sweet but controlling girlfriend, Laura Lynn, go out on a date, but he turns the tables on her when he starts making his voice heard. Surprisingly, she's into it. <laughs> Carol, who's currently single, invites her work crew over for a romantic movie marathon. A room with a view... An Officer and a Gentleman, and Samson and Delilah. I've only seen An Officer and a Gentleman. Never seen the other two. Jason and Maggie try to revamp their marriage. Which I haven't seen this episode in a long time, but I think they kind of, like, are trying to find that spark in their marriage after, you know, having been married for, like, 20 years. Mike gets the biggest shock of all when he takes out Kate for a romantic Valentine's Day dinner and his ex-fiancee Julie happens to be their waitress. All of this in Season 5, Episode 18, entitled Mike, Kate, and Julie, which aired on January 30th, 1990. Okay. Um, if you guys want to follow along, you can, if you got Amazon Prime, you can watch all of these episodes. All of them are up there, all the seasons. If you're new to listening to the Growing Pains Show Me That Smile podcast, you can follow along and find out about upcoming episodes. You can go to Facebook at Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast Facebook page. You can go to Instagram at Growing Pains Pod and follow along there. If you want to send me an email about any of the shows that I cover on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast feed on SoundCloud, you can send an email to lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. I cover shows. Of course, I have all six seasons of The Wonder Years covered. I'm doing selected episodes of Mr. Belvedere. I've been working on American Dreams, 
I just started Small Wonder. The first season of Silver Spoons is also up and available. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to choose from here. Mainly, I really like to focus on the shows that came out in, like, the mid to late 80s and also into the early 90s. Um, eventually, I would like to maybe do a couple, like, early 2000s shows that I've seen. Kyle XY, Everwood, stuff like that, so... One thing I'd also like to do at the end of the po uh, podcast episode is recommend some podcasts that I'm listening to. So if you really like the podcasts that cover TV shows episode by episode, there are some really good ones. Um, Boy Meets World, there are a lot of podcasts dedicated to that, but there's only one that actually has Boy Meets World all seven seasons to completion. Actually, I get it keep an eyeball here on my timer. Oh, I got like a minute left. My lunch is going to be done. But, um, yeah, I'll talk more about that, you know, towards the end of the episode. So, all right, guys, without further ado, let's jump into this fun-filled Valentine's Day episode. All right, let's jump into this cold open. We are in the Seaver living room. Ben is pacing with a heart-shaped box of chocolates waiting for his girlfriend Laura Lynn to show up for their dinner date. So Ben's freaking out thinking that Laura Lynn stood him up and on Valentine's Day of all days. And Carol of course has to throw in her little snide remark about why do you go out with Laura Lynn if she makes you miserable? I mean I don't want to mince words here but it makes you look like a pathetic dork. Of course, Ben comes back with a witty retort. He's like, hey, at least I'm not hanging out with the girls from the office seeing how much we can eat. As he forms a fist and kind of like pushes it into his stomach, miming, vomiting. So Carol just takes her hands and like ruffles it through Ben's hair. Like his hair was so nice and quaffed and she like just messed it all up. Like, I'm going to play this clip because this is just kind of cute. This is the witty banter between them. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Laura Lynn's standing me up. Me. And on Valentine's Day. Ben, why do you keep going with Laura Lynn if she makes you so miserable? I mean, I don't mean to sound judgmental, but it makes you look like a pathetic dork. <laughs> because I'm not hanging out with the girls from the office seeing how much we can eat. <laughs> Let's talk about wardrobe for a sec here. I am not digging Ben's shit brown suit. It's gross. The tie underneath which you really can't see too much just also offsets it. Like, Plus, remember when the series started? We had little nine-year-old Ben and 14-year-old Carol. Now, of course, Carol is 18, 19 years old. She's out of high school. Ben here is probably about 14, and he doesn't... He's actually a little bit taller than she is, but definitely by season seven, he's gonna, like, be towering over her with at least a good three to four inches in height over her. So Maggie comes down, she's ready to go for her date with Jason, and Ben figures, hey, I'm going to ask Mom for some advice. And he's like, hey, Mom, when did the struggles with the opposite sex stop? And Maggie is in no mood to entertain this. She just looks at him and says, at the funeral home. <laughs> so Maggie is not too happy. So Ben decides to state the obvious, like, hey, Mom, shouldn't you be leaving for your dinner date with Dad? And she just lifts her head, stares at him, and she's like, oh, are you talking about the man who's an hour late and hasn't called? Are you kidding, Jason? An hour late? Okay, if something came up, sure. Why didn't you call? If that were Jeremy, I would be pacing the floor, and wanting to pull my hair out. I, and by no means, I'm not a patient person. I've never 
been a patient person even when I was a kid. Having to wait for someone to pick you up and like, Oh, you're sick, you're gonna be here at this time, why aren't you here? So Ben, ever the loving son, puts an arm on his mom's shoulder and says, Hey mom, don't feel bad. Here, you want to help me stuff the middle out of these chocolates? Aw, Benny. So before Maggie can even utter a response, here comes Jason. So he kisses her on the cheek like, hey, honey, I'm here. I'm sorry I'm running late. You're not angry, are you? Of course, she's like, well, you know, I'm sure you have a good excuse. So Jason, I believe, is actually working outside of the home at this time. And she's like, well, you probably got stuck at the office with a patient emergency or some other situation. No, he's like, oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just forgot we were going out. To dinner tonight. Oh, that would piss me off. I gotta say, um, Alan Thicke in season five, it almost looks like he's, like, got blonde tips highlighted into, uh, the front of his hair, like, his bangs there that are actually kind of pushed up. It looks good. I like it. I'm going to play this clip of how Jason tries to make up for forgetting that they were going to go out. She's like, oh, you forgot that we were going out to dinner and somehow you think that's funny. As he hand pulls out this really crappy, it's like something you'd think Homer Simpson would do. As this wad of, what? Uh, daisies, white daisies, some yellow ones, maybe some red carnations, and one with red carnation which is bent as you see it lean forward like it's broken at the middle of the stem and it's just hanging on by a thread. before with the crappy little mini bouquet of flowers as Maggie's like, oh gee, where did you get these? The off-ramp at exit 7? And Jason's like, no, what do you take me for? And he's like, uh, the off-ramp at exit 9. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, alright, let me get my coat. Mike comes in, he's in a tizzy, he's freaking out, he needs a little bit of cash because he wants Kate's date He wants to make this perfect for her, which is understandable because I think they just recently started dating. And Jason's like, oh, really? Well, you know, if you want to impress her, you got to take her to the Sizzler. And Mike looks at his dad like, Dad, I'm dating Kate. I'm not married to her. (laughs) So Jason kind of finagles with Mike like, all right, I'll give you the money if we can swap bouquets. And Mike's like, well, what if I give you half? Like, we do halfsies. And Jason's like, well, then you get nothing. So Jason, or Mike, hands it. They swap. 
And <laughs> old Ben. Oh, here we go. Here's Laura Lynn. And boy, is she PO'd. So she's running late, supposedly, and she's pissed at Ben. Like, Ben, what the fuck? Let's go. My mom's waiting for us. So Ben, of course, gets pissed as hell at her. Like, look, maybe we shouldn't even be going on this damn date if you're going to act like a bitch. I'm sorry. Not me to call her a bitch. And he does not call her a bitch. But she is acting really bitchy. But, I mean, I commend her, like, for not taking shit from a guy. But then again, this isn't Ben's fault. He was waiting for your ass. What the fuck was your mom doing? balls in a vice <laughs> as he tells her like hey you're the he's calling her out on her shit like you're the one who's late and he's like oh here let me because he doesn't even have his jacket on she's like hurry up let's go he's like here let me just get make sure i got my jacket ben it's on what do you need to do like wrap around the the belt there's no belt to it it's on just go bud <laughs> and she's like ben because he screams at her and she's like she looks shocked for a second, like, Ben, you've never been forceful with me before. Then she s thinks for a sec. She's like, I like it. And then they're in the doorway, and she says, stand up straight. And he's like, yes, dear, his head hanging low. It's like, yeah, she's got his balls in a vice. And the whole time that this exchange went on, Jason and Mike were looking on, like, what's this about? So, the door shuts with Jason and Mike looking on in uh, surprise and confusion. And now we get the opening. The only thing different from season one is that we have baby Chrissy, who is probably less than two years old. <laughs> so, we come out of the intro in May as we hear Maggie ask Mike where he's taking Kate for Valentine's Day. And Mike says La Lulage, some little French place. And Maggie and Jason are like La Lulage or something like that. Like, in like shock, like what? And he, I don't even take your mother there. <sighs> so Jason's so surprised. He actually asked Mike, like, Mike, you're not proposing, are you? Oh, well. Jason's like, well, that's quite a place. You never took Julie there. And this is where Maggie's like, you never took me there, Jason. <clears throat> really, Jason? Come on, you're a psychiatrist. You can afford it. I mean, he must, because Mike's the one who had to ask him for money to be able to take Kate out. I didn't say the most expensive place that Jeremy and I have really gone to restaurant-wise is either going to be Red Lobster or... Um, this place called the Hearthstone, which we only ever went to either of those places because Jeremy got gift cards from his work, which was really nice. But even I told Jeremy, because we went to Red Lobster, I think, with a gift card for our wedding anniversary last year, for our 11th anniversary, and both Jeremy and I agreed. It's like, we're, we're over the Red Lobster thing. None of us are hugely big on seafood, but... Even with a gift card, that place is expensive as hell. It really is. And I was looking at my Facebook memories. I guess Jeremy and I had had Hearthstone like two years, two, three years ago. Okay. <laughs> Wait, maybe it was two. I can't remember. So Mike is like, come on guys, seriously, it's just a dinner. And I love Maggie's remark here as, see Jason, your son's not afraid to spend money. What you got? You good, Jason? <laughs> oh, oh, Jason's like, oh, I know, because it's my money, because, you know, he loaned Mike the money to take it out. So, to make amends, he gives Maggie the real flowers, like the other ones were just a joke. Oh, she's happy. 
So, uh, Maggie has Mike put those bu- that bouquet in, a f- in uh, water. He's going to take that bouquet and give that to Kate. I know. Because <laughs> he puts his little tiny one with that Jason gave him with it. But uh, Maggie's like, oh, where are we going? And then she starts like playing 20 questions. Like, oh, um, have I been there before? He's like, no comment. She's like, well, am I overdressed? And he's like, well, for something. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, they're going to get it. They're getting it tonight. I knew Mike was going to take that bouquet. As he opens the door and, well, here we go. We got Carol's, uh, as Mike refers to them as the A-list. Her, uh, her little work crew. We got a lady from the office. We got Big Al. And Big Al brought his mother, who... I want to see if this actress has done anything else. Because this woman either has Alzheimer's or dementia or something. Because she looks at Mike and takes that bouquet of flowers out of his hands. Like, oh, hello, Carol. Albert's told me so much about you. I'm like, what? in the world? Lady, are you blind too? What? Oh my god. No. That lady is not all there in the head. Something's wrong with her. Okay, so the lady who plays Big Al's mom, Peggy Doyle, actually passed away in 2006. Wow, she was 85. Alright, let's see here. Uh, The last thing she did, she played Doris in the show The Trouble with Normal. Which ran from, it looks like it ran for one season. Uh, Dharma and Gang. Greg, I'm sorry, Gang. Uh, Bingo Caller. We got, she was in an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Is elderly woman. So that would have been eight years after Growing Pains. Um, doing their own good. Is that Elizabeth Birkins? Yeah, probably. Doogie Hauser. She played Woman Patient. And she's not in any other episodes of Growing Pains. Uh, oh, she was in two episodes. Oh, she played a judge in Highway to Heaven? Wow. She was in Fletch. She was in Chips. She was in an episode of The Incredible Hulk. Um, what's this one? And Shirley. Oh, she was in an episode of The Brady Bunch. She played a teacher. Cool. Alright, what about that one, that, uh, Carol, that lady, um, Leslie Boone, okay. She looks like someone I might have seen in something. She's, she's currently alive, let's see here. Uh, Fences, Evangelist Preacher. Oh, I've seen the movie Fences. Evangelist Preacher. Uh, I have to watch it again. Uh. Two episodes of Medium, two episodes of Desperate Housewives, Higley Town Heroes. It's a weird. Those look like Russian nesting dolls. She played on the show Ed, 83 episodes. So that's got to be based on that TV show that. Uh, or based on that movie Ed. Isn't it the one? Is it? Let me see. Um, maybe it's not. Um. I thought, yeah, a movie that had Mike, Matthew McConaughey in it, where he's, like, has a reality show about himself. Or so. Um, I'll Be Home for Christmas with JTT. She was in an episode of Wings. I'm just seeing if there's, uh, Harriet Guzman, Parker Lewis King. Mr. Belvedere, she played Diana in season six. Is this a, okay, she was in three episodes. <gasps> okay, oh, I know, I know this. I've seen this episode of Doogie Hauser. It's from season one. She ain't heavy. She's my cousin. Yeah. I thought she li- I've seen her in something. All right, guys. Uh, let me get off on this tangent. I'm sure I'm boring you. Oh, howdy. Uh, howdy. Uh, we're here for Carol's <laughs> Valentine Left Valentine's Day party. Oh, we're from Carol's office. Except for her. She's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you, Carol. Uh, Elbert's told me so much about you. Uh, Carol, the A-list is here. Hi, hi, hi. Let me put those in water for you, huh? Well, I hope everybody bought a romantic movie. I rented a room 
with a view. Ooh. I got an officer and a gentleman. Aww. And I brought Samson and Delilah with Victor Mature. <laughs> we should all have breasts like that man. Whoever wrote the dialogue for this poor old lady, I mean, yeah, it's kind of comical, but in a sad way. As they're all going around saying, well, the thing is when they come in and Big L's like, oh, we're all from the office except for her. She's my mom because, you know, he lives with his mother. Um, And she's like, oh, hello, Carol. And she's looking and talking to Mike. Albert's told me so much about you. As she takes the bouquet of flowers from Mike, who then is like, oh, here, let me pull these and more for you as he, you know, takes his bouquet back and walks away. Carol comes down the stairs with a movie. So Carol's like, oh, I hope we all brought our favorite movies. And uh, the one lady who I don't know what her name is brought Officer and a Gentleman. Uh, Carol br uh, brought A Room with a View, which I've not seen. And Albert's mother brought Samson and Delilah. And then she makes a comment, comment like, I just love Victor, what's it, Victor Mature or something like that? And she's like, we should all have breasts like that, man. And the lady Carol works with, including Carol herself, and Big Al kind of look away like in confusion and disgust. But now we move on to La Village. It definitely says L La and then Village, probably with one of those little squiggly marks above it. And we see a white limo right outside. Did I? Yeah, I can't see uh, Mike getting a limo. I mean, he had to ask Jason for money to actually take Kate to this restaurant. But there's actually people gathered outside the restaurant probably waiting to get in. So, Kate mentions how, you know, when I was hinting that you'd bring me here, I wasn't actually, you know, expecting you to. And Mike fall, you know, sees her like, yeah, you were. She's like, you bet I was. And he's like, I want you to order anything you want on the menu. And then he looks at his own and like, $5 for soup? Okay, that is a good dang deal. I mean, I know this is 1990, and maybe the equivalent of what $5 was then is probably like 10 to $15 now. I mean, they are in New York. They do live in the New York area, so I can imagine that stuff is not going to be cheap. Of course, mate, uh, Mike makes a joke about how he thinks, God, that sounds like my dad. Okay, so we do learn that Mike and Kate have only been together for three weeks, as he brings up dating. So, I'm guessing what, he wants them to make it official? I thought they've been dating for three weeks. Where's the six weeks since they've met each other? Oh, he says a few weeks. Okay, and then they say it's been six weeks. Okay. A few is not six. A few, to me, in my eyes, a few weeks is three weeks. Just like a couple weeks is two weeks. So, Mike is going on about how, oh, well, I haven't, you know, been dating anyone else, even though I could have. Just like, Mike, don't bring up the idea that, oh, even though we've been together for six weeks, I could have been dating other people. Don't that, and on Valentine's, and you're on a date. Don't bring that up. No girl wants to hear that. So they're kind of like, uh, he's got his hand on her hand, and immediately as he says, well, I haven't been dating anybody else, but I could have been, as she pulls her hand back and then picks up her menu, just kind of something to distract like, oh, about dating other... Okay, well, I'm gonna go look at my menu now. Like, Mike... <laughs> Those menus are as, bi lar as big as their heads. They're huge. So, Kate's just having a, a, a bit of fun with Mike. And she's like, oh, you, you enjoy driving me nuts, don't you? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's one of my two favorite things to do. So, she does let Mike know, like, Mike... I haven't been dating anybody either, anyone else either, and I don't want to. And he's like, oh, do you, you're saying that you 
enjoy being my girlfriend. And she's like, yes, I love it. And he's like, oh, love, really? <laughs> so I think basically Mike just wants to get an understanding, uh, like, you know, a grounding idea of the relationship where it's, I enjoy spending time with you. We've been together for six weeks. I really don't want to see other people. That's kind of what I was saying. And she's like, I haven't been seeing anyone else either. So it's just, they're kind of cementing the relationship. Like, I like where this is going. Let's keep in that direction. Let's just see each other exclusive. Continue to see each other exclusively. Which with Jeremy and I, when we started dating and everything like that, it's like, he had never dated anyone before me, and I had never dated anyone before him. And there were no qualms about, oh, well, while we're seeing each other, we might see other... No, no, it was just... We just enjoyed being with each other so much that we didn't want to be with other people. We knew at that time that we had found the pe person that we want to be with. Oh, my goodness can't believe it's been 15 years since Jeremy's and my first Valentine's Day date. Wow. It's just, it's just so amazing. I remember that day like it was yesterday. We went, we went out to see When a Date with Tad Hamilton. Of course, that was my choice. Most of the movies we see together are usually either my choice or or our choice. I um I didn't want to. I saw some of the Star Wars films with Jeremy, but then of course the last one, I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to. But um yeah, and then afterwards for our um our Valentine's Day dinner, we went to the now closed Ponderosa in in Grand Rapids, and it was so it was nice. And Jeremy had gotten this light baby blue um, sweater. He really doesn't wear a lot of sweaters unless, like, maybe someone, like, maybe my dad and Pam were to get something like that for him for Christmas or something. Or, like, I think at the time, I think his dad and his stepmother at the time had gotten him um, that sweater and it just it looks so nice on him he doesn't have it anymore of course because you know over time that stuff starts to not look good after it's been washed umpteen times but uh, at the time it was very very nice but jeremy's more of a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy but every once in a while he will dress up for an occasion so as mike and kate are looking into each other's eyes so lovingly and Kate, Mike's trying to get Kate to admit, like, that she just wants Mike and only Mike and not anyone else. Boom! What happens? The server comes over. Who's the server? It's Julie, who used to be a babysitter for the Seavers. She and Mike started dating, kind of behind the family's backs. They wanted to keep it on the DL. And Mike kind of erupted with that when... They all went on a cruise for his grandmother and future step-grandfather's wedding. And he, he was so in the moment of feeling the love and everything that he just popped the question, just said, I'm in love with Julie Costello. I don't care who knows it, and I want her to be my wife. So it was kind of a in the spur of the moment. He hadn't really been thinking about it, but it was overcome. And, of course, that only lasted like an episode or so. You actually see them planning the wedding and get to the wedding day. And, of course, spoiler alert, she stands him up. She doesn't even greet him in person. She writes him a letter saying, I'm not ready for all of this. This is just too much. We went too fast. I need some time. Time apart. And since then, Mike has moved on to Kate, who actually was with somebody. And it became some whole big mess. And eventually she realized she also had feelings for Mike. And she does, Julie does not even know it's Mike until she's just saying, oh, my name is Julie, I'll be your waitress this evening. And then she really, like, looks. She's like, oh my god, Mike! And Mike doesn't say anything, but you can hear the bum bum, bum bum, 
bump bump sound like uh, his heart is start his heart rate is like starting to speed up like uh, the last person on earth he would expect to see especially here when he's here with his current girlfriend is his ex fiance talk about uncomfortable but even more than that of course as I said in I believe the last episode talking about this episode how uncomfortable for this actress Julie who her real name is Julie and she gets fired from the show by Kirk Cameron who plays Mike Seaver and then all of a sudden they want to bring her back for closure for the character how much do they have to pay her to get her back and to get her in a room with that guy who got her fired like I said, no, you could not get me in a room with someone who, who let me go. I don't give a rat's crack. If you paid me a million dollars, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Bonjour, my name is Julie, and I'll be your waitress this evening. Mike! So Mike smiles nervously as he puts his fist up to his head. Like, he's trying to, like, avoid eye, eye contact and embarrassment here. So everything's happening in slow-mo as we get the rhythms of Mike's heart, palpitating heart. We see Mike's freaked-out expression. We see Julie kind of move her head, you know, from Mike to Kate and back again. And Kate's kind of looking. She doesn't know who this is. I kind of wonder if Mike even had mentioned anything about the fact that he had an, an ex-fiancé who stood him up at the altar. <laughs> and Kate's even looking at Mike like, Mike, what is going on? As we get a flashback to the episode where Mike is supposed to be getting married and instead this woman at the church hands him a letter. My name is Michael Seaver and uh, my fiance and I are meeting the minister here at one o'clock. Mr. Seaver, yes. Well, this was left for you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Dear Mike, by the time you read this, I'll be on a plane. I've never written a letter like this before, so I don't know how to start. I've been thinking about you and me and marriage. Mike, I've got so many questions and I've got so many doubts. And maybe I'm crazy or just scared out of my mind. I don't know, maybe it's just cold feet. But all I know right now is I can't go through with this. So as you heard in the clip, we get a flashback to Mike reading the, I guess if you want to call it a Dear John letter, to, you know, from Julie to Mike, saying that she basically, she can't go through the wedding. She, you know, she's got cold feet. This, she actually sent him the letter, then got on a plane somewhere. <laughs> She just wanted to get as far away as humanly possible. So now we cut back to the present of Mike in the restaurant. His heart finally gets back to beating normally. And he's like, hey, hey, Julie, how's it going? Um, I can't believe you're working here in this restaurant. Oh, do you want to sit down as he pulls out a chair? It's like, oh, well, she's working, so I can't see her want to do that. <laughs> and poor Kate is sitting there watching this whole exchange between them like what is going she's got to be uncomfortable so yeah it's like oh yeah it's a small world. they both say it's a small world and kate is all like yeah i was waiting for someone to say that and mike's like oh yeah that's right uh julie costello this is and he can't even remember her name and the look on kate's face is she's clearly very pissed off i'm surprised she hasn't already left so finally Mike remembers her name, like, oh, yes, yes, this is Kate McDonald. Kate, this is Julie. And Kate finally breaks in with, like, uh, Julie, we need, they, you know, they said hi to each other, like, hi. And 
Kate tells Julie, hey, we need a couple more minutes with the menu, as in, I need to talk to Mike here and get him stabilized, because he is all over the damn place. So Kate is like, oh yeah, that's Julie, the Julie, and Mike's like, yeah, I know I've mentioned her a few times, you know, it's just the first time that I've seen her since, you know, I called the wedding off. Of course, he doesn't say she called the wedding off, but... <laughs> And Kate right away is like, Mike, maybe we should go. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, no, seriously, you both need to go. Because, and Mike, and, and Kate, being respectful to Kate also. This is a new situation for her. She just got out of a relationship. She's in one with you. Now this happens. So, Mike assures her, like, it's fine, don't worry about it, let's just look at the menus. He's like, oh, Alfredo Romaine, that sounds great. And she's like, Mike, that's the name of a chef. She's like, Mike, please, can we just go somewhere else? And he's like, look, Julie, oh, the fact that he called her by his ex-fiance's name. That would have been the last draw. I'm sure she's going to get up and walk away now. And Mike's telling her, like, hey, don't worry, Kate, I can handle this. And she looks at him like, well, I wasn't thinking of you. I was thinking of me. Like, Mike, you need to be putting her first. <laughs> Not to mention, it'd probably be more respectful of Julie's feelings if you don't eat there. And Mike is all like, oh, well, what have you got to do with this? And she's like, Mike, this isn't exactly an easy situation for me. He's like, oh, what do you mean? Us being served by my ex-fiance, you being my new girlfriend? Like, like, yeah, that. I love the joke here that Kate makes. Like, oh, well, maybe in California. <laughs> and Kate is like, Mike, you gotta even think of it yourself. You're not exactly put together right now. You're all over the place. And he's like, oh, well, maybe I was at first, but I'm fine now. Let's just have a great dinner. I'm like, first of all, how about requesting another server and not Julie? <laughs> I would not want to eat there if I was Kate. I would be too distressed. <laughs> so Mike gets up to say, oh, I'll tell what's her name that we're ready to order. He tucked the tablecloth into his pants as he gets up why do you need to get up and go talk to a server to say you're ready to order just flag another person down just say hey excuse me you don't need to go over to the kitchen and say hey we're ready to order that's not how it works so mike not only knocks over his table but the table of the people that are dining next to them i'm surprised that man that man's gonna say you both need to get out of here no, the, the guy just calls for some people to clean it up. Okay, so now we get back to the house as Laura Lynn and Ben are finishing up their date. And you're a whole different you tonight. <laughs> so commanding, so manly. See ya. <laughs> Laura, your mom's right there. <laughs> ben, I'm a woman with knees. <laughs> <laughs> So Laura Lynn comments, Ben, on how he was a different him tonight, more commanding, and apparently really turned her on as she kisses him on the cheek, and he's like, Laura, your mom is, like, right there. And she's like, Ben, I'm a woman with needs. And she full-on makes out with him as you hear the horn honking in the background. So Ben walks in, clearly really satisfied, as we hear, they're watching an officer and a gentleman, but the background music does not sound anything like that. I noticed we got a couple VHS tapes there on the coffee table. I'm going to play this clip because what Ben says is, that's just funny. <laughs> Again and slow mo. Well, that was the last movie. This is the best Valentine's Day I ever had. 
I am so sorry. <laughs> so they're all weepy that Richard Gere came back in the end to Deborah Winger's character. And Ben makes an co obvious comment about, hey, that old lady's tongue is hanging out. After he asks, like, oh, what's wrong? And they're all crying about Richard Gere. And Carol gets up, like, Ben, we know that. Go away. <laughs> he just puts up his hands, like, whatever, I'm out of here. And Big Al gets up, he's like, do you want to watch the bedroom scene in slow-mo? And Carol right away shuts this down. Like, okay, well, that was the last movie. Let's all go. As the one lady who was in the Doogie Howser episode, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the best Valentine's Day I've ever had. And Carol's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Now we cut back to Mike with Kate, who is currently in college, so he's taking her back to her dorm. I'm surprised that they stayed for dinner, that he can't even put up with it as he's walking her to the door. He's like, oh my gosh, you believe that dinner? The French can really cook. And I'm sure Kate's like, uh-huh. So I'm going to play this uh, clip between Mike and Kate. As she tells him exactly what's on her mind. She's not happy. This is probably one of the worst nights of her life. Thanks to him. Anyway, Kate, but um, I'm gonna stop him for coffee another time. I didn't ask you. Oh. In fact, I haven't said a word since we left the restaurant. Really? <laughs> In fact, hardly a word since we bumped into Judy. Uh, it... Oh, I know. Julie. I know it's her name's on the tip of your tongue. <sighs> okay, come on, Kate. I I've apologized for that a hundred times. I mean, how many more do you need? I'll let you know. <laughs> Mike, let's just forget this whole night ever happened, okay? What night? Good night, Kate. I'll, I'll call you later. Why are you acting like this? Like what, Kate? Like someone who has a secret. Oh, come on, give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> you're acting like you're sorry you ended that relationship. Well, that is not true. Mike, be honest with me. On honest? coffee another time and Kate just looks at him like I didn't invite you inside I haven't said a word the whole car ride from the restaurant in fact I haven't said a word really since we bumped into Judy as Mike goes to it's actually and she's like yeah I know it's Julie I noticed her name's on the tip of your tongue but you can't apparently remember mine and Kate has every right to be angry and Mike admits to her, like, oh, well, she didn't end things, or I didn't end things with us. She's the one that called the wedding off. She wrote me a letter, and it's just been hard since, you know, he saw her tonight that, you know, he's just... Basically, Mike's all kind of flustered and a mess right now with his feelings, but he's tells Kate that he does love her and 
he that whole thing with Julie is it's in the past and he wants a future with with Kate and she forgives him and they kiss and it's sweet now we get back to Jason and Maggie who Maggie does not look too happy I take it their dinner didn't go well so Jason took Maggie to a salad bar that Jason said is like 80 feet long and Maggie's like, are you really this cheap? There's nothing romantic about holding a tray, standing in line holding a tray. And he's got like, oh, well, I got these leftovers in tinfoil that's conveniently shaped like a heart. And she's just like, are you really this cheap? As he's like, oh, no, I got something for you. <laughs> and of course... It's really, really pretty. Oh, it's a really nice bracelet. Okay. And why does she, like, rub it on the side of the car to see if the diamonds in it are real? <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's beautiful. Thank you. And they kiss. She's like, oh, yeah, they look like real diamonds, don't they? <laughs> and I'm sure she's like, oh, wait, what? And she's like, oh, I know that they're real. And then she, she like rubs them on the glass or whatever to scratch it to see if it, it scratches the glass and she knows that they're real. Is that is that how it goes? <laughs> so that's when Mike shows up and they're like, oh, how was La Village? Mike doesn't say anything and then he just backs out of the driveway. Like, all right, he's got a place that he wants to go. So, of course, Mike winds back up at La Village and he's standing outside the door wondering what he's even doing there. <laughs> like, apparently he wants some real closure with Julie. So Mike comes in, and the head of the restaurant comes out. He's like, oh, monsieur, I'm sorry. And then he looks at Mike. He's like, oh, it's you. You come to break some more dishes? So the guy has clearly got an Italian accent and not a fake Italian one that, or uh, a fake French what have accent that he puts on for the customers <laughs> so mike's like no 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 i'm not here to break any more dishes is julie costello here and the guy says take a number and mike's like take a number and the guy the major d like points and we see this other guy that's sitting there waiting for julie so julie comes out and i'm like mike what are you doing here and he's like oh i forgot uh something and she's like you forgot something it's like well no actually I was wondering if we could talk. And she's like, I really don't have time to. And Mike's like, just, just to talk. And Julie's like, the guy's name is Ray. She's like, Ray, can you give me a minute here? And so Mike clearly just wants not a John Deere letter or Dear John letter or whatever you want to call it. He wants to get stuff out. Because she had time to say something in a letter she couldn't say to his face. And he really didn't get to say what he wanted to say when she stood him up. Because like he told Kate, they, him and Julie have not seen each other or even spoken or anything since she called the wedding off. Okay, what? Well, uh... You just said you had the same questions. But 
Julie, at least I had the guts to come tell you face to face. <laughs> Eight months after it happened. I told you. I didn't want to write the letter. Well, then why did you? If I told you in person that I didn't think getting married was a good idea, what would you have said? <laughs> I would have said the same things that I said to you tonight. Are you really being honest? Honest? Are, are you want honest? Okay. What is with you women in this honesty? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I, I would have said that you were crazy and that uh, you're just having cold feet. And how could this be wrong if we were so right for each other? And I would have looked into your eyes and I would have just crumbled. <laughs> See why I wrote the letter now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess I was a dope, huh? No, you weren't. You were a charming, wonderful, romantic... Dope. No more than I was. I'm, I'm glad you came in here tonight, Mike. I'm glad I came back. You changed. Yeah. I'm older. Wiser. Honester. Honester? Yeah, I've changed. My grammar hasn't. <laughs> well, uh, I gotta go. See you, Mike. You take care. Goodbye. G Goodbye. Hey, we finally said it in person. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's interesting, I learned that they were three weeks away from getting married, so what Mike was doing, showing up at that church, was they were just going to do a little run-through uh, rehearsal for the wedding, and Mike is really angry about this whole, the fact that she couldn't actually face him and end things, that she had to do it in a letter, and the fact that he admits that he had doubts, which... Julie was, ve she's very surprised, like, oh, you had doubts? And he's like, yeah, I had even, I have better doubts than what you had. And she even tells him, like, what if I had come to you face to face and said, I wasn't sure about this working out, I had cold feet and everything like that, and he would have said that, you know, like, oh, you're crazy. It's just, and she does not want to have this conversation with him at all. And she's like, Mike, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. Or maybe we, this is not a good time. And he's all like, well, look, you can't even talk to me. It's like, you're being very hostile right now, Mike. It's like you're throwing all your energy of and your anger into the, the whole, she left me a, a letter at the altar and couldn't face me. So he really just wants to throw all this blame and and everything at her, and they do kind of come to an understanding that maybe it was, you know, for the, for the best and everything. I mean, if you think Mike is in another relationship, that I believe, yeah, that they did. They, I feel they rushed into getting married. They had only been together, I didn't, I don't even think they'd been together that long. And just jumping into marriage. I mean, he proposed to her. And maybe she was overcome with emotion. Like, yes, I accept. But then when she got down to thinking about it, it's like, Julie's a college student in her early 20s. That is too early to really settle down. I mean, you're just kind of, in your early 20s. You're just fresh off of being a teenager and having just graduated high school to really cement your whole life, your whole future 
and tie yourself down to a person, which I'm not saying that nobody should get married young. It's just let yourself grow a little bit and discover who you are and your wants and your interests and everything before you get involved into something as solid and concrete as as marriage and, and a partnership with another human being. She wasn't ready. And, and Mike's just upset that, you know, of how she ended stuff. I mean, they were a cute couple for the short amount of time that we had seen them. But Mike, we know that Mike is immature. His character now, even though the actor has, you know, come to God and everything and had this reawakening, the character of Mike is still very immature. He's not impulsive and wild and reckless like he was when he was like 15, 16, 17, 18, where he just treated women like sexual objects. But he's still got a long way to go. And I think that Julie was that stepping point for him. As in, you learned from this. She broke things off with you. You guys were moving. I think they were moving way too fast. And like I said, Mike was just caught up in the moment of love and everything. And just wanting to jump with both feet into this without really thinking of the ramifications and what it all meant to be a husband, be supportive. He still had growing up to do, hence growing pains. But I think now that he is with Kate, that she is trying to sand off that, you know, peel away those, that immatureness even more for Mike to really, she's going to make him work for that relationship. As we see, in, in in this episode, she's not going to take, you know, Mike with, uh, with his excuses and everything. She's going to make him work for that relationship and really be truthful and, 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 and just, you know, if it, you're going to have, she is actually, isn't she, she's a bit older than him, maybe a year or so. She's probably even had more experience. So... I mean, I think this will be good for him, and it's terrible how things ended with him and Julie, but like I said, that was a learning experience for the both of them. She can move on to someone someone else and everything like that, so. You know, uh, Mike and Julie, they end on a good note. They hug. He goes to leave, looks at that guy that Julie's, Ray, that Julie's going to be leaving with. He, Mike does the kind of let the hand like side to side like meh, he looks all right I guess I approve. So Mike leaves La Village and that is the episode. Um, I thought it was a cute episode. Um, I'd say out of the three stories between uh, we had Jason and Maggie, we had Mike and Kate and Julie, we had. Carol and her work crew watching Valentine's Day, you know, romantic films. We had Ben and Laura Lynn. So, um, I would have to rate them. I honestly have to go with Mike, Kate, and Julie for number one. Um, I like Ben and Laura Lynn. I thought that was cute. Um, Jason and Maggie was adorable, and then, of course, lastly, it's going to be Carol with her little, uh, work crew and Big Al's mother, so. Um, as far as a rating for this, it's going to be an average three out of five. We actually did not see Chrissy at all. I take it she was probably upstairs sleeping the whole time since Carol was going to be home, so it's like, Carol, since you're going to be here watching movies, you can keep an eyeball on Chrissy. We don't even get a mention of this child, like, at all. Like, at all in this episode. As if she doesn't exist. <laughs> Alright, so next week we're going to jump back to Season 1 for the last episode for Season 1 for quite a while. Season 1, Episode 14, First Blood, 
which aired on January 14th, 1986. After a fist fight with Ben's hockey coach, played by Dan Laria, who we all know as Jack Arnold from The Wonder Years, Jason is left with the task of explaining that fighting is not the way to get the job done, while Maggie endures the hardship of teaching Mike ballroom dancing. <clears throat> so with that episode First Blood, you will now know that the character for that I've chosen for the month of March is Ben Seaver. In the next episode, I will list... The four episodes that I've chosen for Ben Seaver for the month of March. I will mention that in the next episode in First Blood, so look for that. I want to give a shout out to some listeners. We got Everett, Washington, Pakistan, Wisconsin, Barcelona, Spain, Poon, India, Boise, Idaho, Atlanta, Georgia, Winnipeg, Canada, Boydton, Virginia, Summerfield, North Carolina, Centerville, Maryland, St. Petersburg, Florida, Appleton, Wisconsin, DePierre, Wisconsin, Los Angeles, California, Singapore, Torrey, Michigan, Moscow, Pennsylvania, Italy, Newburyport, Massachusetts, Eatontown, New Jersey, India, New Delhi, India, Chicago, Illinois, Brooklyn, New York, Whitehall, Pennsylvania, Myanmar, M-Y-A-N-M-A-R, Bell Gardens, California, Austin, Texas, McDaniel, Maryland, Mount Sinai, New York, Butan, B-H-U-T-A-N, Middlesbrough, United Kingdom, Peoria, Arizona, Waltham, Massachusetts, Crawfordsville, Indiana, Brazil, Middleton, New Jersey, San Jose, California, Stoke, Newington, United Kingdom, Brighton, United Kingdom, Akron, Ohio, Brazil, Bangladesh, Budapest, Hungary, Portland, Oregon, Charlotte, Michigan, Easton, Maryland, Alameda, California, and Lakeville, Minnesota. So, all right, everybody. Have a great Valentine's Day, no matter how you celebrate it, if you do, if you don't. And I will be back with a Mr. Belvedere episode this weekend, where I am going to be discussing one of the most special episodes of Mr. Belvedere out there, entitled The Counselor. So, alright. Bye-bye.